Hey there, Perfect Beeps. Because we did this show live, there is also a lot of live coding that we did throughout it. So I would recommend actually jumping on the YouTube channel. Um, so that's youtube.com slash C slash codingcatdev. You would actually be able to follow along a little bit more um, with the Stackbooks platform itself. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check that out. Otherwise, enjoy the podcast. There's a lot still in here with Tomic. Thanks. Welcome back, Perfect Peeps, to Perfect.dev. Today on the show with me, I have Tomek Slikowski. Yes, that's it. Perfect. Ah, Good. (laughs) Sometimes I'm horrible with names. So we haven't done a live show in quite a long time. And for those of you who haven't seen some of our latest podcasts, I moved. So I'm, I'm missing my cats behind me. Um, my office looks totally different, but uh, Tomek actually asked if this was a green screen. It's actually just my lights, so it's it's working out okay for now. <laughs> so Tomek, um, you are part of Stack Blitz, and I believe what I what I have listed is that you are the founding engineer and DevRel at Stack Blitz. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. I landed it pretty quickly. Uh, that's that's like incredible. Third fourth fourth person so that's amazing how so uh, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you kind of started in engineering and made your way to stack blitz uh yeah so i started as probably many people with just like various freelancing job doing all kind of pretty like fullest stack possible like from configuring stuff on server side uh which was granted easier 15 years ago or, or, or so <laughs> um, to like designing you know banners and things like that so uh, then I focused on decided to focus on front-end stuff around JS. Uh, and shortly after I, I started teaching and besides my my main like engineering job so I was still engineering all the time and once in a month, maybe twice, I would do an, a, a training gig. So that got me to realization that there's a lot of knowledge that is like almost almost there uh, for the people. It's almost within their grasp, but it's just like just you you have to nudge it, like show it in in like the easiest way possible for them to like benefit from like 10 seconds of, of, of uh, I don't know, video or right. simple tweets or things like that. So I started doing those, those tweets uh, quite a lot. And uh, that's when I decided to switch job. At some point, I put up the, the tweet I'm looking for new gig. Um, uh, with that experience, uh, this kind of things that I can bring to the table. And by the way, I highly encourage everyone to do that because it's oftentimes it's just a pure luck. So I ended up being super lucky because uh, Eric, our CEO, uh, reached out to me and uh, I was already at that time super excited about StackBlitz. Uh, I, I used to share it. Like I, I first, my first share about StackBlitz was a, a second day after the announcement blog post that this is a thing. It was, I think it was 
I don't remember the year uh, anymore, <laughs> but um, yeah, and and I kept like showing it to all the people, all the trainings and so forth, because it's actually a it started off as a as a training uh, tool. Um, so that's how I landed the gig. Uh, I, from then on, I for the next uh, two years, I was mostly working on the very front part of the stack bits. So mm-hmm. everything that uh, works or doesn't work in the UI. <laughs> Uh, well, not anymore. That's not not all my responsibility right now. Uh, right now, I uh, yeah, I, I, as I, as you mentioned, I switched to more uh, DevRel uh, tasks. So, yeah, I guess that's that's the story. No, that's that's pretty amazing. It's it's always funny to hear people's stories and like how they got started, or like especially on open source projects, it'll often be. You know, I, I enjoyed the product and I started uh, putting like first ticket fixes in and then like kept going and going. And yours is kind of more of a quicker pattern almost. Uh, the fact you you found it and then immediately were hired into it. That's pretty incredible. Um, so you, you didn't even know Eric or anything. I always assumed like the initial people at StackBlitz all kind of, you know, knew Eric from, uh, I think Thinkster was, was mm-hmm. the... Yeah, Thinkster was the original kind of learning platform that StackBlitz was created for, right? Yeah, no, that's 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 not. Now we have like I think one, just one more people person that that uh, knew Eric before. But besides that, it's some mix of recruitment and 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 luck, uh, luck, <laughs> lucky encouragements, like in in the meantime. So very cool. No, that's really exciting. Um, so I heard about StackBlitz probably around the time Angular started thinking about using it. I, I started to see it pop up, um, and I went I went into the the Wayback Machine, and I gotta I gotta make sure I can show this. Yeah, okay. Let it, let that load for a second. I'll just talk about it a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started using it, and I didn't realize like how in love the Angular community would be with it. At that time, it, it I was fully Angular and I've become more React over the years, but it was kind of incredible to see it start. And let me bring this up. It's it's pretty funny to to kind of go back and look this up. So let's see here. So this, uh, this is the way yeah. back, right? <laughs> Which is kind of wow. incredible. The fact like it still runs and, and everything out here, but... This is uh-huh. uh, this was what we got when we kind of started using like Angular in Stackblitz, and I think that was probably the primary reason people were just showing snippets at that point um, that would run in the yeah. browser. And I yeah. think, if I remember correctly, it all came out of um, kind of VS Code starting up, right? Uh, initially, yeah, that 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 was well, that still is. Kind of our our path or our long term goal to to be as much like close to VS Code, uh, like VS Code like experience. Uh, so yeah, it it was it was the easiest way also to uh, ease people into that into that uh, UI that workflow to to show this as VS Code, but also like we do use 
big parts, part, big chunks of VS Code uh, since day one. So did you end up like kind of doing a, a custom fork of VS Code or is it just somehow embedded in there? So the biggest part of VS Code is actually Monaco. Uh, and this is just, uh, well, ju not, not just, but <laughs> because it is also be, yeah, the biggest, I'm, I meant the biggest part that we use, but also this is a biggest part of, of VS Code itself, which is that, that, uh, main space of your uh, VS Code editor that deals with uh, just the code, just uh, code completion, uh, colorization, things like that. Uh, so, so you can pretty much start with Monaco within like 10 minutes to have your Monaco instance, but then the, the, the real work begins. So right now we actually, the, the whole UI is mostly custom. Okay. Uh, but we actually work on on bridging that gap. So primarily to enable users to to have more uh, support for uh, VS Code extensions. This is a the, the, like a one one big uh, thing that well, that everyone loves about uh, VS Code. So um, that's yeah. Short story. Monaco is is the thing right now. Uh, and we're progressively adding more uh, compatibility layers with VS Code. So, for example, we have some themes, but it's it's not uh, generic enough at this point to support all of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, so we we kind of took a, a look back in the past. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll bring up the current look now. Show that off a little more. So this is this <laughs> is the current site. Um, and we'll talk about these in a minute because that's kind of a, a big change, I think, for StackBlitz. But so just kind of looking at at the uh, the front end here, if I were to pop open just whatever a, a React application and check it out, um, it's that fast, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it just kind of popped in and everything's working um, all of a sudden. Can we talk a little bit about how the magic of dependencies work in Stackblitz? That's the part that blows my mind the most. Uh, sure. So uh, I think that was also from the day day zero, uh, one of the parts of Stackblitz that uh, Eric and and Pai, our two co-founders built, was uh, Turbo, which is a custom... Uh, npm client that's really smart about uh, what it needs to it, it needs to uh, download because normally if in your like npm packages you have a lot of source files uh, uh, typings uh, like uh, readmes things like that mm -hmm. uh, which takes just way more than it's needed for for like compilation of the, of the project so uh, it pretty much uh, from my understanding because i, I again uh, as a ui guy i haven't seen that part of the code but uh, for example if you have a packet json uh, your packet json it requires some like some mm, dependency that dependency has its own packet json and in that packet json there is like a main field which points to a specific file that is needed 
that represents that library pretty much. So we would traverse that uh, that path to only download stuff that is that is necessary, and that's just the first load because uh, on the uh, next visit, this is already cached in the browser, so it's uh-huh. way way faster. That's that's kind of incredible to have that already cached up like that. Yeah. Um, so and and by the way, like this is this is the yeah, turbo is uh, this might be a little bit confusing, but this is a, a period where we where we do that big transition that we will uh, talk to uh, to talk about uh, in a in a little bit. But turbo yeah. is has like two uh, versions. That's the first version. Uh, we are actually working on a second one right now. It's it's uh, it's already on production. It's working in StackBlitz, and it's uh, way more compatible with uh, npm in that you can actually even run all the npm commands that or most of the npm commands. <laughs> this is this is still coming work in progress, but the commands that you would uh, with uh, your local npm client. Awesome. So let's, I'll show that off a little bit more. So mm-hmm. back, so this is, this is kind of turbo one, I, I believe still, yeah. since it's not in the, the thing we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go out here, I was, so for traditional people, if you're working in VS code on your desktop, you usually have this package.json, which I don't know why that's not opening. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dependencies right here already came in and it knew enough to include those. If I want to do like react cats, let's say that's how fast that basically just installed. Right. I guess Mm -hmm. it's still going maybe. (laughs) Okay. But that's, I mean, it's pretty amazing because every time you open this now to your point, it'll already be cached when I refresh the screen and keep going. Yes, that's crazy to me. Um, So if I take and just go over here and do the old, I think it's cat. Hmm. There you go. That's a crazy looking cat. (laughs) (laughs) I always like using that example, though. It's kind of fun. (laughs) So So, yeah, uh, uh, actually, the cool way of showing how fast it is, you can go, I think if you open uh, maybe an, a fresh Angular project. Okay. Um, yeah, and I because we manually bump the dependencies, uh, you can actually, uh, on the dependency uh, title, there is a refresh icon. So it will now re-download all the newer versions of the dependencies. Wow. And, so it'll, that fast. and it's at Angular dependencies. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Especially like RxJS and everything else just mm-hmm. so quickly coming in there. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm sure if you've ever heard of StackBlitz, you've gone out and checked it out. This is probably your experience in the past, but the thing we kind of keep alluding to is this new item called um let me get back to the main screen this this new item which you wrote a blog about not too long ago called web containers yep that's it 
I guess Eric wrote it. I was thinking you wrote it. Sorry. <laughs> no, that that was that that was both of us, but we we only have one. Uh, uh, <laughs> Master of ceremonies, like Eric, has a has a great way of of combining the the technical part with the uh, good uh, language that would uh, that would be understandable by 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 people, uh, and that was very important for us to because it's. As we will talk, it's it's an ins really insane uh, kind of technology. So it was super important for us to be understood well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so tell me, like, what are web containers? How do those how do those work, and why are we using them? Sure. So um, web containers is uh, are like an environment uh, for running. A, things in the browser, direct, directly in the browser. So with web, web containers, we were able to pretty much implement a thin layer of our own operating system, which mean like file system access and things like that, uh, mm -hmm. our own uh, networking uh, protocol pretty much, uh, I mean, re-implemented. Re uh, and because now we have that file system working in your browser, you can, for example, run a Node.js in that browser. So that's, I think, the shortest version possible. <laughs> uh, yep. So basically, which still blows my mind, so I don't even know how to like ask questions about it, but <laughs> are you running an actual operating system like Linux in the browser somehow? Is that... So we, we, probably that the name of that oper operating system would be actually web containers. So oh, it's it's okay. not that we we take some like like you said like a Linux distro and and move it to, to the browser. It's it's more that we we implement that low level uh, building blocks of OSs uh, that are necessary for. In that case, Node.js to run. But in the future, it could be different stuff yeah. too. Okay. So let's try one of these out. Probably the, the most popular one for me would be uh, Next.js right now. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're a Vue fan or anything else, Next would be too. But I just wanted to throw this one in there. That um, was also our first uh, target okay. too. So it makes sense to start with that. Perfect. So you'll notice down here, um, if my app tray goes away, there we go. Um, you'll notice the terminals like kind of doing some stuff. So already like this is a totally different feel for me than anything else um, on StackBlitz before. Can you talk a little bit like, is that the big change in Turbo? How, how is that working right now? How are we getting a, a terminal in our browser? So Terminal is actually a, a, a kind of a, a, diff, a, a separate project uh, for us, implementing that uh, along with some uh, OS uh, commands. Like you can do cat, you can do uh, make dear, things like that. Um, and in three, theory, probably we could use Turbo One even in in a limited, a very limited capabilities, but because we wanted this to be way more uh, like real 
live uh, operating system, uh, we did need to write the turbo from scratch. So terminal <laughs> is is a separate thing. The, the new turbo is also a separate thing. Okay. Because um, I, I think we we can we can maybe uh, talk a bit about like what is the what are the different ways because uh, you might see different solutions of this problem of like showing code in a browser running in the browser and there are we've switched from one um, popular. Uh, sandboxing strategy okay. or technology to something way different and and new and something that was not existing before okay. so basically what i mean is you have like stackbits v1 is one popular thing and you can see it on uh, on for example like codepen and things like that uh, where you pretty much have a custom uh, bundler, bundling uh, functionality uh, written by by the the creators of such uh, product, right? Okay. And that, that, that's what we did with uh, Stackbiz V1. That included uh, the Turbo V1, and and of course, um, but so it so meant like when you when you talk about sandbox, like that's the browser's version of sandboxing. Is that correct? How you were doing that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but that meant that uh, th that meant th that means that it's fast. For example, okay. that means that it's often uh, offline. So you once you load it, at least you can you can get to on on an airplane and start continue working because it actually compiles everything happens still on on the front end. But the downside is that it's custom. And actually, if we wanted to uh, provide a support for a new framework, for example, or a new bundler, even even mm -hmm. better, we would likely have to write a new custom logic, pretty much okay. like polyfill that that bundler. Um, so this is the most popular version right now, I, I would say. The, the second, on on the flip side, you have a, a VM-based uh, online editors, which is pretty much just you spin up a, or someone spins up a VM for you uh, and you just connect to it from your, uh, from your browser. And that executes the code, the compiles it and things like that. So the obvious upside is that it's not custom because it actually runs some Linux distro probably. And um, so any new tool, uh, bundler, and such will be will be supported. On the downside, and and this is a big one that that was a big one for us, uh, is a for example speed, uh, because you have that network connection, uh, and real, real, uh, and 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 things like, and of course offline. Uh, does it work offline? So mm, that's one big. Uh, downside, the second one is actually uh, the question of security and um, and uh, if you can, if you break something, for example, and you refresh the page on the VM-based solution, 
you're logged in or connected to that same broken VM. Okay. Whereas in that first solution, you would have a new, like that would be, uh, the refreshing the page would be uh, equivalent of doing RM, RF uh, node modules, which we know is, is an often solution in our local environments. So these are the two uh, main, uh, these are actually two only solutions as of May uh, this year. And in May, we've introduced uh, web containers, which pretty much combines uh, those uh, two um, approaches because we have it. Uh, we have an actual, not a virtual, virtual machine, but web containers in the browser. So it means that it runs on front end. You can work with it offline. It's super fast. It's actually faster than on your local machine. Um, and it's not, it's not that custom. So when a new uh, bundler comes up, we'll probably support it uh, out of the box. That's amazing and incredible. So realistically, I, I think some of the concerns these days, like we're getting pretty good at like firewalls and internal security and things like that. But this is, this is kind of that next step where people are starting to have issues with like uh, their local instances, like getting hacked with extensions or something like that. This is kind of protecting even that layer because you're running the entire thing in your browser, which can't really leak out at least at this time until some of the, mm -hmm. maybe the Chrome <laughs> API for like file uh, access and things like that starts to come into play. So it's kind of incredible when you start to think about like you're getting it faster, you're getting it more secure, so unless there's like a huge limiting factor in there, this is probably going to be the future of development unless I'm mishearing you somehow. That's, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we've been hearing too. Like, of course, we believe it. So we right. always say that we are, we're in the future and so on. But people actually tell us that, yeah, that's, that's well, I feel like I'm living in the future. <laughs> and... And what is also crazy uh, and very unintuitive, I must I must admit, is that it's actually faster than even even though it's in a browser. And sometimes by using like those bloated sites, things like that, we are used to the fact that things running in browsers are not as performant as like native ones, right? Sure. But it's actually uh, faster than <laughs> native native solutions uh, because and again a real real uh, user uh, they were just happy that they can run uh, the stack blitz in web containers uh, on their low end machines and they were surprised that it's actually the case but if you think about it if if you run um, your typical web um, development workflow. You're using probably VS Code. Uh, you're using uh, <laughs> Node. Uh, you're using some browser. Let's say it's, it's Chrome. So each of those is actually has its own instance of V8. And if you have like uh, Node spinning up separate processes, it's each of those is is a new V8 instance. So think about like how many resources uh, are being 
you know, hogged by by your uh, machine in like very simple, like you're running, I don't know, create React app on, on your machine and you're watching it. It's actually, you know, several instances of V8 versus what we have. We are actually just using what's in that one instance of, of browser. Yeah, I guess that totally makes sense. I was going to kind of like really ask you how how in the world it could be faster, but that totally makes sense. That's, yeah, that's well, interesting because my, my son usually works off like lower machines because he's always outgrowing them. And I think we started him on like a Raspberry Pi and it's like, well, this could well, probably actually work finally on a Raspberry Pi. So that's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pop this up because Brittany couldn't join us, but I, I think she, uh, she was on, on LinkedIn kind of listening along with us. And her question was, uh, is it similar to Code Sandbox? How, how are, they, are they using something like web containers when running Next.js as well? Um, and then we'll, we'll dive into the, can you use current repos in a minute as well? Uh-huh. So you can, so they are using a mix uh, of that first um, strategy and the second one that, that I've outlined before. So for the mostly the front-end stuff, front-end uh, tool uh, frameworks, um, like your Vue, uh, React, things like that, they use the, uh, they compile it on, on the browser. So it's super fast as like it was with, uh, it is with StackBlitz V1. Um, and for the, the, the other stuff that is not uh, being customly implemented like this, it, it needs to be on the VM. Uh, okay. So right now we are the only ones that uh, use web containers and that's because they're in beta and we are still working on making it, <laughs> first of all, work uh, correctly in as many scenarios as possible. Then, you know, preparing it for open sourcing parts of it and, and things sure. like that. So right now no one else is using web containers. So if I, I'm just going to pop this up real quick. So if I go over to Code Sandbox and I say create the Hello World Next.js app, this is actually launching a VM in the back end and kind of streaming that back. Is that correct? Yes. And, that that, that and data with, is, is mm-hmm. okay. And, and with that, and with that said, um, like you could not technically use this offline then, right? Yeah, I think so. I haven't okay. tried, but that wouldn't probably like. I I can see how. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I this actually like that 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 difference is actually there is a, also one additional big difference for both like us as as creators of that tool, but also in the end for our clients or our users, because that requires resources. So imagine that you know you're spinning up you know multiple uh, instances for. Uh, you're doing a training, for example, for 100 right. people. There's That's 100 uh, instances of VM. So they need to put it to sleep, for example, to preserve yeah. those resources and things like that. Whereas <laughs> in our case, it's just your still your machine. Yeah, just your browser, right? So, yeah, so, oh, so that's, that's, that's why it's... it's like not not a big thing for us to to also keep it uh, free freely available. For example. Yeah, yeah, that's really amazing. It's just all the the time and resources going into building the project. So hopefully it'll go even faster when you guys open source it. That'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the second piece to Brittany's question, which I think she was snooping in our list of questions maybe before she got on. Uh, so uh, I kind of preempted you with a, a little bit of a trick for Coding Cat. Uh, Coding Cat runs off Next.js and Firebase on the back end. And I was asking, like, can we hit our GitHub uh, directory directly and run that thing? And so mm-hmm. I, I tried it while we were out there, and we'll show you maybe another example too. But um, <laughs> so so this is kind of where it got to, and it it's trying to run the start command, which we don't technically have. Um, but I was thinking, can I? Can I just run a dev command instead? Sure, just maybe, just come on. Just let me let me mm-hmm. back up mm-hmm. a step so I don't completely mm-hmm. lose everybody. So I'm gonna go out to my <laughs> GitHub. But you can you can do this the same way. So if we go here, and then I actually need to be in a folder because we run the back end and front end. I have two different folders. Uh, can I show them the trick? Is it allowed? Oh, you can b- before a GitHub com just uh, type stackblitzcom. So it will be stackblitzcom slash GitHub com. Okay. So stackblitz slash slash GitHub com. Yeah. Okay. That should work. That's the stackblitz.com yeah. and then leave the GitHub and mm-hmm. we're in. Cool. So this is for sure, this is all of our next config and things like that. The one interesting is um, like we don't, we have a local environment files for dev so that like our Firebase project so that we might be uh-huh. running into a little bit of that possibly. Um, but theoretically, if we go to pages, we should start to see kind of this this page. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if after this finishes installing dependencies, how far we can get. Now, while this okay. is loading, our project's you know semi-intense. Um, is there a, a decent example of this on GitHub that we could try? Maybe the like Next.js examples. We can go in yeah, there. Yeah, sure. You can go to. No, uh, Vercel has all their examples, right? Yes. Uh, so actually, for for Next.js, we also did. Um, yeah, I think they have like all these. Yes. So actually, uh, for for them, we did a shortcut even. And you, if you go like if you type nextjs, uh, no, sorry, next.new slash the name of an example, it opens that example. But I think it's also okay. the easiest way is actually to go to the GitHub and uh, let's see. I know that it's there's something like for example. Let's see. Yeah, for example, this SPG one. maybe. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, and you have I actually have an open in Stackblitz link there. So that's uh, in the in the readme. Oh, but you can do this too. Oh, sorry. I totally No, no that's one. that's actually the link to that to that okay. URL. So. so you can type it or in this case there is a button, folks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I was I guess I should have shown the I guess I can inside here. So just to take a look, what you guys are kind of doing on the start of this, um, I believe you're just installing dependencies. And then as long as there's this command for next start, you're running that? Uh, Yes, for next, we do that. We don't do it for everything. But uh, yeah, that's that's how it should work. Yeah. So simple case, totally working just fine. 
So <laughs> I, I would guess most cases are going to work. Um, I'm kind of wondering, in our case, do you think there might be an error floating around somewhere that I can look at? It should show, uh, honestly. So I'm not sure. Can you can you try killing this and sure. just just write command C and oh, uh, that's that is a more interesting case. So mm. can you uh, kill the uh, terminal? Yes, you you can actually. Uh, for now, you would have to open a second one. Just just okay. uh, you. This plus, and oh, then you okay. can open because we all we have to we need to have one terminal okay. uh, always working. It's still is... not. I think it's still not yeah. spun <laughs> up correctly. So that's a that's a great curveball. I, I started I, will, I, will I started to file a that. bug for this, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can explain this very well. <laughs> can, you, can you show me bucket JSON? I don't want to go into too much of a rabbit hole, but maybe sure, bucket yeah. JSON will. There's there's uh, a couple things going on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. So one possibility is that uh, as part of our getting out of beta, um, what we do is uh, we need to provide a way of running um, alternatives to the the native like binaries that you would be able to run locally. So sometimes there are things like, let's say there is node SAS. Well, not, sure. Thankfully not uh, for long any, anymore <laughs> because they're <laughs> deprecating that. But as you probably know, node SAS is causing a lot of headaches because it needs to be compiled for, for binary to a specific uh, like environment, so OS and things like that. And for... If that wasn't going away, we would have to provide uh, um, some kind of polyfill for that. So maybe that's that's what uh, part of what that project is using. I was kind of curious if uh, maybe our tailwind is having issues. So I was going to try it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> no, I, I I did play with Tailwind quite a lot too, so it, it actually works very very cool. Even with oh. their uh, that uh, uh, just in time compilation mode, that yeah that works great too. Um, so let's talk a, another minute. People might be mm -hmm. noticing like this. Uh, it's probably not saying yeah. Here it is. So this says mm -hmm. started server on zero 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 three thousand. So port three thousand or localhost three thousand. Um, you'll notice over here though. It kind of doesn't have that up here. So can we talk a minute about like this isn't necessarily a port 3000 thing. How are you guys making this thing work? Yeah, so that's some uh, a little bit of magic that we needed to implement because that's not an actual server that is that is spun on your on your local machine. Uh, so this is actually uh, using web workers and uh, mm. one very uh, tricky, but also like uh, the, the, one of the biggest inventions that we needed to come up with uh, within uh, implementation of web containers was that our own, that own custom uh, networking uh, layer. And it basically implements your, your, typical networking layers that you would have on uh, your uh, local machine wow. uh, within 
web workers. That's so. Not, so if I if I want to run that on a different port, would it automatically be able to create a URL like that? Yes, that would like if you like. There's a lot of like tools that that allows you to provide this port as a as a flag, and it okay. will just do it for that second port. That's also like because, uh, for example, that also works with uh, hot uh, hot model replacements. Uh, they also run their own ports, and that's very custom. So uh, based on on a specific solution, and we do support that too. That's awesome. So and that's um, actually the reason why it's it is faster than local even that like, even faster than local host because if it's local host it still goes through that OS uh, uh, level uh, networking layer and here yeah. it's it's within just web worker communication so it's super fast. I'll have to check that out a little more with Firebase authentication like you have to provide URLs so I'm kind of curious how that works. We'll we'll have to mm-hmm. check that out and see. Um, so I got a couple comments, uh, Brittany again, that's really cool. I'm not sure which part I'm a little, little behind on my comments. Nate, another, another gentleman I work with. That was cool. Um, we do have a question coming from Brittany, which I hadn't really thought about. Um, is it able to use ESM? Uh, if we had this chat a month ago, I would say not yet, but it is. Wow. So yes, that is like that, that opened a flood of possibility uh, to us too, because now, because of that, we, for example, we support Vite, uh, we support FeltKit right now and things like that. So actually, if you go to Vite.new, that's. Let's, let's key this Mm -hmm. up. So are you saying on, on here or the browser? I mean, just in browser, just, just type in Vite.new. Oops, keys are uh-huh. totally the wrong click. Vit, sorry, Vit. I need to learn that. I mean, Vit. Uh, V-I-T. Yeah, 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 this one. <laughs> oh, it screwed up, sorry. And, and, uh, and I mean in the uh, address bar. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like that? It, uh, with uh, just as a domain. Right. Or got you. That that, yeah, yeah. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably on on my uh, pronunciation. But yeah, that's and that's running Vite, which is super fast. And for me, for when I, I still do a lot of demos and and showing of examples, that's the fastest way you can have to having like live reloadable. A demo with comp- that compiles like TypeScript things like that. But actually, it's even cooler if you go to uh, vite.new slash, for example, React. Okay. <laughs> now we're just training. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. It runs React on top of Vite. Vite. Ah, Vite. <laughs> yeah, there's a big debate on that one again, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the same with Vite, Vite, mm-hmm. GIF, GIF. So, so uh, that was a long-winded uh, answer for <laughs> yeah, we do we do support ESM. No, I think that's fantastic. Here's the here's the Vite or Vite config. Uh huh. Here's the import. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
So I often will have to do a, a little RMRF on my node modules folder and usually on a lock file. Is that a thing out here? Like, will we run into issues where we have to try that? Well, some, yeah, it, it, is, it is the nature of the beast, as they say, with, with node modules. Sometimes something just breaks. But in that case, you can, you can do RMFRF. You can just refresh the browser too. So in so that case, because it's... Like we have almost all these fun commands sitting out mm -hmm. here that we normally get and um, node modules happens to be right there, even though it's not like showing up over here anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and we can do RMRF. Now it's gone. Mm -hmm. But it's actually faster. I, I in. I would personally just refresh the page because it always okay. uh, reinstalls all the stuff from the browser. So, uh, from, uh, yeah, from cool. Scratch. And so, if I went back in, I of course would would see that all over again. Sweet, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's really neat. Sorry, folks at home, I didn't realize we're on such a small screen. So, <laughs> by the go. way, one cool trick trick we we are way behind with documenting all the stuff that we. we just doing a lot of new uh, advancements on the platform, and we're just keeping up with documenting documenting it. But you can you can so you can't see uh, node modules in the file tree. That's for for performance reasons, just pragmatically. Yeah. Uh, but you can you can uh, traverse through it uh, using terminal. But you can actually use an open command oh. to open anything from node modules. And you can even make a change to it, and you know re rerun your script, and uh, and it will it will just work. So it's an awesome um, workflow for, for example, open source maintainers. Uh, it's not the full uh, you, you need to provide the path. Yeah, let's say index. Yeah, and yeah, mm -hmm. so you can you can make a change, save it, rerun it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so. It's it's great for you know reproducing bugs, uh, figuring out what what is wrong with the bug, mm, without having to install anything locally. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, what am I forgetting? I feel like there's a million more things to ask because this is incredible. <clears throat> As I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, one thing I can add is um, we have uh, because that's we, we're bridging the gap to making it a uh, real uh, work, uh, real development environment in that, that you can work on your big projects. And one of the, so having this run actual node was the big first step. Uh, the NPM stuff, everything that, that already works. The editor itself is cool, it works. One of the biggest uh, things that you need on your daily job is, is Git. So we do have a, a simple Git uh, integration right now. So you can actually con connect it to the to a repository and push, pull changes, switch branches. But it's, again, it's, uh, you could say it's like this V1 version. It's very custom. It's fast, but it's limited. And now we're working on a more fully uh, compatible version of Git that you will be able to do well, much more. And because like once you have Git, you're pretty much like you're 
possibilities are unlimited because you don't have need to have like a build step here. You can have a CI that works based on on like Git pushing to it. Sure. So that's coming later this year. Cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a great update. Um, best place to find updates is is kind of in your writings on the blog. Is that is that true? Uh, that's uh, for now it was uh, it's mainly for the big stuff and we publish uh, monthly updates so like a change log on the on the blog uh, usually around like fifth or tenth of, of each month but the best place is actually our Twitter account okay uh, so stuck uh, on Twitter uh, and we switch between still like teaching <laughs> showing some uh, tips about for example node. Uh, and sharing the stuff about um, what's new on StackBits, how to use it, um, and I, 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 let's let's just stop on that last tweet. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. This one? Uh, some, someone just shared this, and he's debugging. Just just let let this sink in. He's debugging bundling of of Webpack in in StackBits. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so amazing to see that people are using it for, for like very advanced use cases. I, uh, what's, the, what's the quote? I'm building tools to make developers happier or something like that. <laughs> that's what you guys Definitely. are doing every day, basically. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, cool. Well, I think that summarizes it go check out stack blitz uh, i mean if you haven't already there's been some incredible updates um i think now we're gonna jump into our perfect picks um i only have one today it's it's a technical one i usually try to do like a fun one and a technical one maybe i'll throw out a fun one i just don't have a page for it but here is SWR um, by the Vercel Group, which of course makes Next.js, and um, they just released 1.0 of SWR, which I've been using SWR for a while, so I didn't even realize there wasn't a 1.0 already. Um, but that's kind of official now; they're they're supporting it fully. Um, it's it's amazing um, to see kind of where it started and where it's ending up. So this is similar to like React suspense and I'm not a React person yet. I'm trying to be. Um, so essentially what this does, if I can go back, probably the best, um, where is it at? I thought there was an example for the stale while revalidate. Oh, right here. Duh. Uh, so this quick start kind of summarizes it very, very quickly if you will, make that nice and big. So they're bringing in SWR, um, so kind of normal hook in React. You you bring it in, um, they're passing this URL, so they're going to call to their API user, and then the fetcher um, is for getting that. And so at the end of this, what they can do is say, um, the data that comes back and an error, so you can either do failed to load, if there's no data back yet, you can say loading. And once it comes back, it will actually use the data that was passed, right? The neat part about this, which I think they talk about somewhere in here again, 
is it works for SSR and SSG as well. So it's safe. It's not just a browser specific thing. So very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> Brittany's giving me a compliment. Uh, it's nice. Nice to hear that. She thinks I'm great at React because I'm still like, I don't know. I don't know if I am. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Uh, do you happen to have a perfect pick today? Uh, yeah, of... so, but by the way, so my initial uh, uh, reaction for that is I, I want to try this. So I, I would actually just go to, to StackBlitz and just copy paste it and, and just because it, I know I believe them, it runs, but like I want to see it like how it I runs. Think, <laughs> I think we need to do that just because you're on. So uh, I think you can do it in just a JavaScript, right? I mean, I don't uh, see it. Or, or, we, or, or we could use next. Okay. As a well, we'll throw a new next in. Uh huh. And go to our index page. Wait for this to, to kick off here a minute. Oops. I'm probably going to have to uh, use the home export default function. What did I just copy? Let's take a look. Uh, so we just need the profile, I guess. And SWR. So let me go back up to the app. You know what, though, we're probably not going to hit an API here, so we should probably. Uh, you can you can maybe do something like uh, freely available, like JSON placeholder. Say that again. Sorry. Uh, JSON placeholder. I I've pasted it to the chat. Oh, just in here, you mean? Uh, as a as a yeah as a, as an API. I mean. Uh, Oh, oh, we do have an API. Okay, never mind. Don't, don't listen. <laughs> no, no worries. I think if we do <laughs> that, and then we can just yeah. turn whatever it's looking for. Uh, name Alex, maybe. Okay. We're, we're getting errors, so that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to install this. Can I just put it in package or do I do NPMI? Uh, yeah, you can just open the second one and do okay. uh, so can second terminal and do NPMI. NPMI. Uh, not use SWR. <laughs> SWR, there we go. This is kind of fun. I don't think I've ever had an interactive live. Uh, I should I should probably take us off the screen. It might be a little easier to see here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And Let's now refresh. Install. Not found let's let's try to restart this uh, main process, the, the main in main terminal. Okay. What's the what's the difference here when I run um like you guys are always running start? Can I just run yeah. dev? Uh yeah, dev. you can. HMR? I don't know what is the difference in, in case of of next specifically. Let's try that. Refresh this. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll make this a little easier to see. I'll take everything out. But profile. Maybe. There we go. Fetcher is not defined. I can't remember what the fetcher actually needs. 
Oh, it's been a minute since I've done this. See, but by the way, this is this is like a meta commentary, but that's why you always need uh, um, live examples in your documentation. <laughs> that's my PP, like provide the, the, the examples. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like, like your, use, your business yeah. to be in, right? Like that mm -hmm. totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. what here's, is the... here's Fetcher. Oh. I hope that's I hope oh that's okay yeah that makes sense that's <laughs> just like what's the your fashion implementation and how it transforms it so yeah okay um, <laughs> outside of function can I just say default I always forget what's this one do export default yeah sure oh all right let's try this again so that and instead actually that should work right there but I'll change it to Alex. Build <laughs> to load. Hello, Alex. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it, it kind so, of worked. Yeah. In the end, we have a success. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of the... You should see a very oh. quick loading kind of yes. come in there. I should almost put like a timeout first so you can see it, but so it works. Uh -huh. And hey. I, was, I was using it. Uh, I believe we're still using it. I, you could call me out on it. We have a public project somewhere. If I'm not using it in here, we're using it in something else. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it. I think when we switched over to Firebase, a lot of things changed. Mm -hmm. So that was that was my perfect pick. And thank you for. Uh, oh, see, Brittany's all over. She said it needs a, needs a function. You're right. <laughs> um, so thanks thanks for uh, making me walk through that. I felt like that was sure pretty, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, always um, exciting. <laughs> do you happen to have a perfect pick? I, I know uh, I kind of blindsided you with one. No, no worries. Just uh, I would say uh, vit.new <laughs> just to rehash that and just to uh, encourage people to try building stuff. You often have those like tips on, on Twitter, on blog posts, and things like that. If you don't try it, uh, it will probably flow uh, of the and yeah, the, the other uh, ear. Uh, so uh, v.new slash uh, maybe, you know, view or react or something like this. Every template that vid supports, uh, that uh, domain also supports. Uh, and try new things. So I think that that would be the technical uh, uh, pick. And I have a non-technical too. I'll, I'll, throw, um, and, I'll throw this up here real quick just uh -huh. so people know what we're talking about. So Vite or Vite, however, however people are saying it, and then just slash new. Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sure. Um, and the non-technical one would be Dresden Files uh, book series. Ooh, what's uh, that? Is it with yes. Dresden? Yeah, Dresden. Uh, Dresden Files is... Uh, um, from first-person perspective, which is already quite interesting, it's a detective story, uh, which the the main uh, the the hero is uh, is a detective and but also a wizard, and it happens in uh, modern time uh, Chicago. Uh, it spans like seventeen books at this point, 
So I do recommend an audiobook, uh, and the audiobook is re uh, read by uh, James Masters, which if you've ever seen uh, Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer, it's <laughs> that's this James Masters, and he's great. He's great at it. So it's it's an amazing book. I already I, I, I've had couple of random people listening to my uh, recommendation before and they didn't uh, the, the, yeah they, they liked it very much my wife is on book seven right now and wow i'm only sad that i've already finished it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool yeah I, I feel like everyone's watched buffy so good reference <laughs> mm -hmm. awesome well i think that's like the quick nutshell of what stack blitz can do for everyone uh i thank you so much tomek for for joining me and kind of reviewing yeah. that with our viewers um I, I can't wait to see what you guys release throughout this coming year i have a feeling there's there's more coming um yeah, thank you it was a blast <laughs>